Support for the Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T. All one word at manscaped.com. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com. If that's if my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. All right, recording. Yes, sir. Welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report Podcast. Post game one, I guess reaction you can call it. Joined by Jason, who was in the building for tonight's game. Yeah. And uh Disappointed that I was in the building there because I was kind of doing. I sh- I honestly embarrassed that I don't have a lost voice right now because I was trying to do everything I could to hype up the crowd. But man, crowd was kind of dead. I don't know if you could hear that on TV, but the crowd was really dead. There was like periods throughout where it's just like you could hear like a pin drop, and I don't know um, if it was. Don't know if it yes. Was nurse, so, or... so what it was was like there were times where how to how do I put this like unless. I don't know. Like when they went down two nothing, the crowd went pretty quiet. When they went down three two, I felt like the crowd went pretty quiet again. Um, I don't think the crowd did enough for the team. Yeah, the crowd is the LVP, least valuable player tonight, uh, and it was more so like when the team gave them something to cheer about. I think there was a lot of big hits that you could have got the crowd back into the game, which it did not. Which yeah. I thought that was kind of surprising, but I was I, I was know. bothered by that. Maybe it's a that. symptom of tickets being minimum seven billion dollars. I I think that's that's what it is, honestly, because <laughs> like it's it's crazy, and and like I I don't want to say this for sure, but I definitely saw some empty seats around there. So there's some people who didn't Ooh. even like either weren't able to sell their tickets, or that's like uh, they wanted the Florida Panthers to feel right at home. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Good on them. Good on them. But exactly, and it, it seemed to work. But... <laughs> We're going to get into just general vibes about the game, how we feel after that one. Um, Things we liked, things we didn't like, and uh, things to look for moving forward. Uh, I want to get into a lot of Sergey Bobrovsky this episode too, but just general vibes. How are you feeling after this game? Um, General vibes around the game. I want to say they were like, they're okay because like, listen, Obviously, we didn't win. We lost the we lost game one of last series, but I thought the performance we had on the ice was really good. I mean, like five expected, like sorry, six expected goals according to like Money Puck all, at all situations. Like five on five, I feel like they could have done a little bit better. They had like three three ish expected goals, but I mean, what more could you like? I don't know. I guess the puck going in is the only thing you could ask for more uh, from this game. I thought I thought we played pretty well, um, mm-hmm. but there was definitely listen. There's obviously I don't know, I'm not saying that we had a perfect game, but like if this game gets played 10 more times, like this, this game right here, I'm not talking about like, if we play a seven game, like if this game playing is 10 times, 10 times, like we win, we win majority of these. So, um, you might win nine. Yeah. So but not but, this time, but not this not one. This is tonight. This was the one. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, general vibes on, on the game. I, I'm okay with it. Wish we would have won. Wish we would have started off the series on the right foot because we're kind of in a hole now. We got to win again four of the next six. Not easy to do, but Ooh. I like this. A little depressing I, when you put it that way. Uh, yeah, not, yeah. Was, not, not, hey, we're down one one game in a series. We got to win four uh, of the next six. But hey, all yeah, we or four of the next six. Or win four of the next four. You don't even have to do it in six games. Ooh. Why does that have to be six? But exactly. um, yeah, like 
again, generating a, a ton of shots in front of the net, like, uh, mm-hmm. I guess that that's really all you can do, right? Like just good shot, good shots from good areas. And like, yeah. Yeah. I think there was a good amount to like about tonight. If I were to split it up just over very, very generally, I would say that five on five play was equal and the expected goals will say that too. The, the Leafs got some chances. The Panthers got some chances. We both took turns kind of taking advantage of each other's defense in terms of creating turnovers, hemming them in their own zone. I thought the Leafs did a lot better on the special teams than what the Panthers did tonight. Um, and again, the expected goals will say that too, but guess what? It won't show that they won in on the special teams, the actual goals column. And that kind of killed you tonight, but yeah. I, I thought they could have easily gotten a few chan- goals on the power play. You just, you know, what was the difference maker tonight? It was Sergei Bobrovsky. He absolutely was awesome in this one. And you got you got some saves from Samsonov. I will give him that, but that fourth goal was kind of weak. Uh the Carter Verhage breakaway goal, like it was a great release. I mean, maybe not good enough to put him on his ass, but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Brad Marchand, I, I, at least on that Brad Marchand penalty shot goal from earlier this year, I'm talking way, way back in November. At least he got put on his ass by a deke. And this one, it was a shot. I don't understand how he reacted like that, but well, I, it I, is what it is. I want to say that he didn't like expect the puck to squeak out to Verhage like that. And he kind of like, maybe he tried to come out and challenge, felt like it was too late for him to come out and challenge. He kind of just froze. I, I, I don't really know. I don't know how probably didn't you. So you're probably right on that when he like wasn't because of the way it came out of the neutral zone, probably did not set himself up in the best way possible in terms of getting his feet set, but still to get your, to be end up on your ass on that on balance yeah. was a little bit odd. It was like, what the, what the hell? Like on that goal too, when you look at it, like three forwards all in deep, Jake McCabe decided to jump in deep. So you, you were at a disadvantage coming back the other way. And not only that, then TJ Brody made the worst possible decision at in the neutral zone. Instead of playing it like an odd man rush, which it was going to develop into, he tried to like surf over, but only half did so and spun around. And then Verhage ended up behind him and Verhage had a good shot and Samsonov was not very good on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and you, you kind of had the right. Yeah. You, you kind of wrote down that goal. Well, it's like, if you're TJ Brody there, you have to get all of the puck. If you're going to do that, like you can't just kind of yeah. half-ass that. And then also like that was TJ Brody's make a fault. decision too. Yeah, like, that was, he, that... he didn't commit to anything. Yeah. So that was TJ Brody's fault, but also Jake McCabe probably shouldn't have jumped up into that yeah. four on three. It just wasn't probably as, also just shouldn't have three. Well, like three forwards deep will happen from time yeah, that's, to time. That's fine. Yeah. Going, going a fourth guy deep is like, uh-oh, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, not the prettiest goal there. But, yeah, in terms of, like, this game, like, also a big difference maker in this one. Like, you got to – Matthew Kachuk was all over this game. I don't. I haven't even looked at, like, any of the numbers. I don't have to because I think he had, like, 12 freaking hits, it felt like. Um, a bunch of chances in there. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk, two assists in this one, three shots on goal. Two assists at five on five, actually. I don't even know what the- – Three points in this one. Very nice. Huh? Look at that. So that's three assists in this one uh, at all situations. On top of that, he had nine hits too. So. Yeah, he's he's definitely the engine of their team, obviously. like, he, Yeah, he's going to drag them. Yeah, 
Uh, he's obviously a great play driver as well as like a all around like I don't know peripherals guy. I guess this is the best way Just to put all it. All around a great hockey player. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> can kind of do everything. But he did get crushed a couple times in the neutral zone. Yeah, I feel like that's good. Like, you needed to. Yeah, and I feel like that's something we could potentially see throughout the series, just because of the way that the tra- the, the transition game of the of the Florida Panthers kind of makes them susceptible to those big open ice hits, right? And then when you have guys on our team like McCabe and Shen doing that, and then even Riley stepping up and knocking Eric Stahl. Uh, how about them apples? Uh, yeah, knocking Eric Stahl. And uh, yeah, it's, that was that was fun to see. But I was just, again, like like you said a little bit earlier, I'm just shocked that the crowd wasn't hyped up because I was yelling after those hits. It's yeah, like, it was. No one else was. It's like, what are we doing here? We missed, like, the team is finally hitting. Like, you... I feel like yeah. uh, everyone 40 plus has been asking for this for like six years and you get like, you finally six get your guys more. Yeah. You finally get your guys. I saw some people in like 2018 asking back for the 15, 16 Leafs, which Crazy. if you remember that season, that was the most painful stuff to watch ever. Leo Komarov was our all-star that year, but it was because the team wasn't hitting and the team wasn't physical. So we finally got it, and uh, the crowd did not react accordingly. But maybe the Leafs fans in Florida will uh, will react accordingly. We'll see. But in terms of general vibes in this one, too, I would like to point out, did you notice this one? When the Leafs went down 3-2, and even maybe 4-2, doesn't matter, but they had a lot of trouble penetrating the blue line of the Panthers because they were setting up in the neutral zone, and they were having a lot of trouble, I felt like, getting through that that neutral zone trap am i right yeah it felt like that a bit but i it again like it's 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 almost like the re- i feel like it's easy to defend against the leafs when a team is up it's, all, it's always easy to defend when your team is up like it's easy to defend the neutral zone you clog up the lanes and you just try and like force the other team to make bad decisions with the puck right and i think that's kind of what we were mm-hmm. doing let's just say and uh I feel like, again, obviously we've been dumping the puck in a lot throughout the playoffs and throughout the past couple of years. That's kind of like a switch in style from how we played to previous years. Uh, but it, it seemed like we were able to get easy entries when we just carried the zone in. Yeah, um, but that was that was before. That was like in the like halfway through the second and the first period. First and second period, they got a lot of rush opportunities. Um, even late in the third, they did get one. But I felt like there was, at times, they did struggle like... There was there was some certain parts of the third period when they were down. I felt like they struggled to gain the, the blue line. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the entire game at all. Like if you were to look at the rush opportunities, I think the Leafs had a good amount of rush opportunities. But once they went down in the third period specifically, I felt like there were some troubles. They eventually did get the blue line and were able to set up at six on five, but felt like they lost a good amount of time trying to, you know, get through that, that uh, neutral zone trap. Yeah. Well, the, the goal comes at with seven thirty six left in the, in the third period here for the Panthers. And then the next time the Leafs gen, gen, uh, register a shot is at two thirty six. So that's a whopping oh. four, four and a half ish minutes or four minutes where you're just, or sorry, five minutes. Wow. Where's my math there? Um, that's a whopping five minutes where you're not doing anything like, like, like you're down and you didn't get a shot. So th- yes. So you so that kind of holds, holds up to what you're saying here is we obviously did struggle down the stretch there. Um, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Panthers scored, it was three, two going into the third period. And then Brandon Montour scored 1224 into the third period. 
And so you're saying then five minutes went by without a shot. Yes, five minutes from the Leafs. From the Leafs. Wow. Um, okay, so that's probably what I was talking about. 100%. Then. That's yeah. a great observation. Look yeah. at that. Using the numbers ah. to back up the eyes. Exactly. So, mm. um, bang. Yeah, definitely. You know what? It, it, I, I feel like that'd be so, something fun for me to do. Watch back the second, or sorry, the third period tonight. Just kind of see where we faltered in, in, uh, in getting the zone. But man, like, just to bring it back to the general vibes of things, one or two bounces. Like, the, like I'm just thinking back to that. Mm. I think it was, I don't know if it was the, I don't know if it was Yarncrook or Kerfoot who got the zone. Maybe it was Bunting. I don't even know who it was. Anyways, they they passed it over to Nylander, and Nylander just couldn't oh, get bunting. the puck. It was Bunting. Okay. And it, so neither of the first two guys I said. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it, uh, Nylander just couldn't get the puck up. Bobrovsky made a great save. And like that puck goes in. I believe it was 3 2 at the time. Completely different game. But. So actually on that play, like I clipped it, I put it on Twitter and I was like, that's a great, uh, so it was Bunting gains the line. He like, he has Nylander open. You can tell Nylander's waiting for it, but then he holds it and he walks in, he holds it, holds it, and then sneaks it over to Nylander and Bobrovsky's able to get over just like, not even like he read it, just a stretch desperation, stretch save. And somehow those long limbs got over there. It was, yeah. it was actually a great, great save. But I was like, I have no problem with Munting holding it on this play, letting Bobrovsky make a guess, try to get Bobrovsky guessing on what he's going to do, slip it five hole, uh, or make a play, make another play. When's he going to pass it to Nylander on this one? You know, like kind of get an element of surprise in there. Um, and then he he gets it over, and Bobrovsky has to make a huge save on that one. Someone else pointed out there, like, well, like, what, like, wouldn't you like? To hit, to for him to have passed it to Nylander earlier, and when you think about it that way, you get it over to Nylander earlier. He's in the middle of the ice. There are two Panthers on his back, so that will impact that play. But then either you can get a shot from Nylander, and you force Bobrovsky to have to stay square to Nylander on that play, or there's that option that he goes back to Bunting uh, there too. So two kind of options that were pretty good but i i think bunting made a fantastic play on that one um if nylander angled his stick differently it would have went in for sure when you slow it down mm-hmm. but i don't fault nylander at all in that one I that's mean, just a freak that's at the bo- at the end of the day that's a freak athletic save from sergey Bobrovsky. yeah yeah and and on top of that like i feel like bunting hesitating and not passing that puck earlier made it harder for Bobrovsky. Like, like 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 kind of like you just said I think there so too Right, like, uh, it's just that has that one second of hesitation. It's like that makes the biggest difference because then at that point you're selling shot, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, but Bros is like, all right, you're gonna pass, you're gonna pass. It. Okay, you're not passing it. I'm ready to go, and then bang, he, he slips it across. So um, it across, but Bobrovsky yeah. is big and flexible, man. We yes. saw a few cross crease saves in this one. He was. Just to go into Sergey Borovsky on this one, he played extremely well. At the end of the day, all situations, the least expected goal, the least expected goals in this one was four point seven. I want to say four point three three according to Natural Stat Trick. The Leafs scored two goals in this one, so two point three three goals saved above expected. Just a fantastic game from Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, lots of pre-shot movement on some of these two, like came up massive on the, on the penalty kill for the Panthers there. Like 
Honestly, I thought the Panthers penalty kill was awful and it was just him back there yeah. doing the entire job, you know, kind of a like Panthers, like verbal meme, Panthers power play or Panthers penalty killers and Sergey Bobrovsky when you do nothing and still get an A. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, their they're, they're penalty kills brutal. And I'd, I'd love to see this team take advantage of that mm-hmm. in the future because, man, we, we were due for one. I'm shocked that yeah. we didn't score a power play. Bo- power also, play on top of goal. this, uh, you mentioned little bounces here and there. How about Matthews one time, hammered a one time. Oh, my God, off the post. Yeah. Dead hit the post. On the replay, Sergei Bobrovsky did not react to that puck. He did not know where that was. Yeah. Just a tough break there, you know. So. You had the bounce, like it was a solid game. I, I feel like this gives me somewhat game five vibes, I would say, but the Leafs played much, much better than they did in game five. It's just kind of like similar. I know, I know you could hit me with the person that's only ever watched the movie boss baby watching their second ever movie, Hmm, getting a lot of boss baby vibes (laughs) from this, but like it's, it's it like just like a, from a personal standpoint, it's like similar vibes because it's like, you know what? When you look back at some a lot of those chances at the end of the day, bounce goes this way, bounce goes that way. You could have had this game and you didn't. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think they played. I think overall the Leafs outplayed the Panthers. Ran into a hot goalie, didn't get some of the bounces you wish you would have, and yeah, too little, too late. Yeah, I think that's a good, good little cap on that. Yep. Um, in terms of the goals, also to continue on Sergei Bobrovsky, I had a small conversation. I mentioned him last episode. I know I'm going to be mentioning him a lot, but uh, Rob Garrison on Twitter at hockey underscore. I'll just pull up what he said because I keep forgetting this guy's handle and he does some great work. But at goalie underscore school, um, he was saying how to beat Sergei Bobrovsky, like obviously he was showing he's big. He's, and we saw it tonight. He's big. He's fast. He can get across in a hurry and make those spectacular saves. How many times do we see that tonight? More than a few. There are plays though, where you can beat them, where you, you have to get it into that high danger area. You slip the pass into the high danger area. You don't rush the shot. You hold it and you do what you can with it. And then from there, it seems like Bobrovsky on those quick plays, struggles to make the right read on that one and struggles to kind of either recoil, which is back up and play a deke. Uh, he tends to be come out and be aggressive and you can, comp- and when you look at t- tonight's two goals, he was kind of, he was very aggressive on the Michael bunting pass across. He missed the poke check and went bunting went right around him. When you look at the nice play as well, like he came out, he didn't really play it like Nice had time and space with the puck. He bit on the initial deke or small deke, and he was nice. How hard was that Nice puck? Like, how hard did that Nice puck, how fast did that Nice puck trickle into the back of the net? And Sergey Bobrovsky was at the other, almost at the, <laughs> the end boards there. So, yeah. if the Leafs are going to beat the Panthers, or sorry, the Leafs are going to beat the Panthers, uh, how you're going to beat Bobrovsky is you're going to have to move the puck around a lot. Um, and when you're in those high danger areas, don't panic with the puck. And, you know, just keep that in mind. that He's going to try to be aggressive on those high danger plays, and you just got to kind of wait him out. And I th- I don't think the, the Panthers' defense is that, that stupendous where you get the puck in that high danger area, they're on you right away. 
So you're going to have that time and space to make, to make a play. Right. Um, on top of that though, I mean, obviously still getting traffic in front, still getting point shots through and still getting tips will help you to beat him too. So yeah, those are my two cents. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause like, even just looking at like how Bobrovsky's played, like you said, this, this game. Yeah. It's, uh, it's about that patience that, that waiting game, let him make that first move. And if, if anybody wants the, the best example of this on how a, a, a shooter should play that go watch the Allmark, the Allmark, sorry, the, the Chuck goal against Allmark in OT where the puck squirts out and Allmark tries to jump back in the net and Chuck just waits. Wait. I know he has like every opportunity there, but he could have shot that at any point. Waits, waits, waits. And then waits for which game Allmark, where, when, uh, Allmark fumbled the puck behind the net. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? And he t- similar to that. Okay. Tries to sprint back in the net and just waits, 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 and then puts it in. But yeah. um, obviously that's like a egregious example of that. But yeah. like that's kind Patience of the idea. The puck, though. Yeah, that, yeah, that's like the, totally. the theory behind it. Um, but yeah, like yeah, like you said, Borowski had a great game. I'm mm-hmm. just I don't know if the style of uh, this might be Galaxy Brain, but I was just thinking to myself. You tell me what you think about this. I wonder if we should kind of switch up how we were our style of scoring goals kind of, and kind of re- not revert back, but like focus a little bit more on like puck movement and like inner and, and like beating pucks to the slot and passing pucks through the slot instead of trying to get shots from the point and get those kind of like tip in. Uh, so instead of working it to the point and trying to get those distance shots, work it more to the slot. Yeah. Kind of like that. Or, or like kind of, I, yeah. I know that's, that's not really the way, the way the least play the least like to do like to kind of work a high cycle, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah, thinking just that, it, that would it, totally make sense. Instead I mean, of instead of ending the cycle at the point by shooting the puck, like try and find a lane to pass the puck into the slot and create like a higher danger shot there off of movement, kind of instead yeah, of like looking I, for rebounds, things like that. I would say so. Yeah, I, I think you, you've you've got a point there. Um, and you did see the best chances that you got on the power play were from like working it from the bumper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If, uh, am I not mistaken there? I know Ryan O'Reilly for sure had a great chance there. He had a great chance across the crease on another one. He made a huge save. So in terms of five on five goal execution, trying to off the cycle, because both of the goals, I think you can classify were off the rush, um, trying to work it more to the slot. I could, I could, yeah, I think that would be a great strategy. You can, you can but work with that, eh? I can, I can dig that. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, in terms of other points to this game, who do you think? Give me one up, one down in terms of a, a specific player in this one. Oh, you're throwing me. Uh, let's go with one up, John Tavares. Even though he obviously won us the series last game, like like scored last game. I thought his game five and six was pretty quiet um, from last series. Other than obviously, again, scoring the game winning goal. Like that was massive. But like, if we just take that part out of the game, like I thought his body of work other than that was like kind of quiet. I thought he had a better night tonight. Kind of similar with William Nylander. I want to say one down. I feel like the most obvious one is Samsonov. But for me, he's, he's, clearly earned the benefit of the doubt and I know he I know he can play better so I'm call, I'm actually confident in him which is something I feel like I have never been confident in, in like a least goalie before I, I'm confident in his ability to bounce back in this series so he had a good um, line tonight I think Chris Johnson said he said something like hey the sun's gonna sign sun's sun gonna come, sun come will come up tomorrow, up tomorrow. Yeah. yeah you can bet what your bottom line. dollar all right <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, after the fourth goal, I think especially he was, he was really swimming out there, um, which was which didn't lead to any more damage, but didn't matter. You were already losing, so there was that. But in terms of Samsonov's game, yeah, I mean, didn't have the toughest toughest of assignments. Like, I think three of the four goals were pretty good chances. The fourth one was a six on five that they couldn't really get the puck out. However, like he had some traffic in front of him. He had Jake McCabe and another Florida Panther battling in front of him. And he just wildly overreacted to that. And then to come across on that point shot, I don't know what the hell he, he lost his freaking mind on that one. So not a great fourth goal. So overall I could see, yeah, made two huge saves in the first period to keep the game close. I thought that was a bit of a, could have been a game changer, but yeah, yeah. Ilya Samsonov, I, th- I think he could, uh, he'll give us something better in game two. I'm pretty confident about that. Um, in terms of one down, um, I'd have to say Mitch Marner in this one. Uh, he was, is he dead last? No, he was second last on the Leafs in expected goals, uh, goals for percentage at uh, 32.66%. Uh, going up against Matthew Kachuk tonight, he was, I think, 20 some odd percent in there. It doesn't really matter. He was, that was terrible against Kachuk. Yeah, that I think that's majority, though, from the two minutes they they played with he played with Yarncrook and Tavares. And I'm not saying that it's them, but like um, that line together in the no, he minutes. played he played eight thirty-seven against Matthew Kachuk. Uh course C four percentage was twenty-one percent, and his expected goals for with Matthew Kachuk on the ice was twenty-two point nine five percent. Expected goals for without Matthew Kachuk on the ice was fifty-seven point six three percent. So um but yeah, in terms of line mates, no. Matt, uh, John, uh, Mitch Marner also did not play very well with John Tavares at all in this one. Uh, expected goals for percentage of 19.35. Um, so I'm just going to end it there. I don't think people want to continue to hear me read out numbers. Um, <laughs> if yeah. you do, you're kind of a sicko. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that 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 line that Marner was on, yeah, it's honestly, uncharacteristically, both both yeah. the lines that he was on lost the expected goals battle. So yeah, look for him to bounce back. They got crushed though in the that that Yarkrook to Varys Barner line in the, the three minutes that they played together, it was bad. Like you yeah, you set yourself twenty twenty percent over six over three minutes is not like I don't know if it was twenty percent. I can look it was less. It was you, less but... less than uh, I'm looking at money. Money puck has them at one percent. So whatever natural statric <laughs> has, yeah, yeah. So um. Uh, getting 0.7. Natural statue doesn't have it, but yes. who cares? doesn't yeah. matter. Um, they stunk. They were not good. They were not good. No. Sim- simply put, but uh, yeah. And then, kind of uh, odd to put then Tavares and Elander back together. But I mean, I guess it had better success. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. 68% I, together. 69% together. Nice. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess maybe we can talk about going to the lines then now. Matchups like, and such. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For my one up player um yeah go through one up first. who's my one up player bunting i would like to say william nylander i thought there was a couple plays here and there where if you to clip them they would make him look like he had an awful game tonight there was a specific play he spun off the the panthers d-man and just he had a lane to the net and for some reason just didn't take it that one's floating around out there 
There was another play along the boards. He acted as a doorman. I don't like. There was two. Le- there was a Panther coming the other way. If he were to hit him, it would have been interference for sure. But he just like moved out of the way. It was really, real. It was the strangest play of. Some people. I showed it to some people, and they thought that. Oh, I I didn't think that was Nylander on the ice. I thought that was someone in the front row, <laughs> in the <laughs> Platinums, like just yeah. like getting up to go get popcorn. But that was wild. If you if you take those two kind of plays out which actually didn't result in anything i thought he had he was humming out there i thought he had a couple a few great chances uh, a few rebound chances um a great chance as we said for michael bunting off the rush a few other shots in there too and when you look at it like he led the leafs in five on five individual expected goals for two with five and had four shots um at all situations had seven shots on goal with a full a 1.01 individual expected goals for or individual expected goals. So pretty good night for a pretty low key. Good night from William Nylander in this one. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to rescind my John Tavares one, even though he, I thought he played pretty well tonight. I'm going to give it to Matthew nice. I don't know. I feel like listen, the kid scored. Let's yeah. Give it to him. He <laughs> showed some of the similar issues we talked about in last episode, but he scored a goal. Yeah. Had another good chance in there too. Uh, I thought he I thought he had a pretty good game, I would say. Yeah. But to be fair, like obviously no no player is perfect. Yeah. And made like, some uh, made some mistakes, but also other players scored to get them yeah. back in. It was a nasty yeah. goal. That was a nasty little thing from and, Matthew Nyes. Are you kidding me? Your first was that is that his first, first NHL, NHL goal? goal? Yeah. Not only and was it comes from the stick of Austin Matthews and you deke the pants off of a goaltender that was just Stopping you left, right, and center? Are you kidding me? Welcome to the National League, Matthew Nyes. Arizona kid to Arizona kid, too. How poetic. <laughs> Gary Bettman's just looking at that, and he's rubbing his finger. He's like, that's another 30 years for Arizona. The Coyotes in the desert. Are you kidding me? Exactly. And and also, the, the biggest part about that goal for me was just the timing of it, too. You literally directly after the off of the faceoff, after getting scored <laughs> on. Like, well, talk about a bounce back, but... Um, Hell was, yeah! Wish, we just wish we could have closed it out, but oh well. Yeah, tough break. I thought we could have. I mean, when you look at it, it was two-two for a while. So anything, anything goes in the playoffs. Um, honestly, I don't feel too bad after that one. It's a you're only down one one game in this one. It was very very close. Just like just like in the Tampa series, you're only down one game. How are you going to respond on home ice now? Right. Yeah, that's the biggest so. thing. That is the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the lines? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I didn't understand. In the first period, Dom Lecision, I believe, said that the fourth line played against Matthew Kachuk for two minutes and 30 seconds. Yes. In one period, the fourth line. Some, some fourth lines play, like, that would be their entire game play for that period. And it came against Matthew Kachuk. And we were, the Leafs were on home ice in this one. I don't understand how that happened, but say la vie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was um I think that was like majority coming from getting them them getting hemmed in their own zone. Mm-hmm. Um and I think majority of those chances were probably off on the fly. I could probably check that out, but just, ah, it's just so tough to to figure it out find find this kind of data but yeah um 
yeah, it definitely felt like that. But yeah, absolutely. You can't like, it's funny. Cause I said, Oh, like this, this is this line with Kerfoot now much better defensively. You can use it to now line match with other like lines. defensively. Like, no, no, no one's saying Matthew Kachuk. Pass, pass Jason. You are wrong. You are wrong. Keep this line against their fourth line because their fourth line stinks. You can outplay them. Like there were, there were times where that this fourth line looked good. Like looked real, like looked like an offensive mm-hmm. powerhouse when they came up against their fourth line, because mm-hmm. their fourth line is slow. Their fourth line is like heavier, heavier have have heavier boots. So mm-hmm. it's really easy for Alex Kerfoot to like literally just skate through these guys, weave through them, and like uh, beat beat like dump the puck in and beat the the those defensemen to to the puck and and like get a cycle going. So um, mm-hmm. stick to the fourth line with the fourth line. Don't put the fourth line against the Matthew Kachuk line. Do do not do that, yeah. please. I think there was like f- three shifts that Aston Reese, three or four shifts that shifts that Aston Reese ended up on the ice with Matthew Kachuk after Aston Reese's shift with seventeen thirty like seventeen thirty six into the first period. He didn't have another shift until six forty two into the second period. Ah, so that's not actually too too bad. Um, but it was only for 18 seconds. And then, yeah, they used him a lot more sparingly. It seemed like after that first period, probably just for his own good. (laughs) Yeah. Regardless of what he did out there, just, you know, Um, on top of that, we did see Nylander switched from Matthews and uh, Matthew, the Matthew and Matthews line down to the yarn and Tavares line. However, we did see a lot of different combinations in this one. Uh, what were your thoughts on that one? I, I, I didn't like it, but what were your thoughts? I feel like my thoughts have been exhausted on Nylander and <laughs> John Tavares. I think, I think, I think your answer to it as well is kind of all you're kind of feeling the same way. So like, it's funny. Cause it actually, it was somewhat it was, successful. I suppose you could call it. But. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it, it just all depends who they play against. And I, I wonder how they, um, how how they look uh, in season against the Florida Panthers deploying that line. Maybe they can find like better opportunities, like maybe deploying against like, I don't know. They're like that Lindell, Lister, Ryan and Reinhardt line. Maybe that that's where they like find their success or maybe they found their success against uh, the Barkov. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know which, which lines they were successful against, but somehow they were successful. So that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, but personally, I don't know if, I want to stick with that line moving forward. I mean, it is, it is, it is scary. It is scary. It's a little bit scary. It, it, we def- know what it is. Yeah. And, and I wonder if we should just like, like, cause first of all, do you think they're going to change the lines from what they started with this game? I feel like they are. I feel like that's going to be a given yeah. from Sheldon Keith, just because you don't do this. They changed it. Yeah. They changed it after the first, they obviously didn't like it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wonder if we just see us revert back to what we had in game one. Where or sorry, oh gosh, not game one. Uh, game two, when when we didn't when we had o- the first game where we had O'Reilly and John Tavares separate. I think it might have been game two. Okay, what were those lines? I think it was Marner, Matthews, uh, Bunting. Uh, that wouldn't have been game two, right? Because he Bunting would have been suspended by then. When when oh. I don't. I don't. I think. Oh, it was. Sorry, it was. It was. It was. Yarn, Yarn was on that line. Then it was Kerfoot, uh, Tavares, Nylander, yeah, and then we get Kerfoot. Oh, no, no, no. I, 
No, no, no. But <laughs> I think Bunting had a pretty good game. I would not be surprised if he's back on that first line. Yeah. So he had a goal in transition too. Trans- transition, right? Uh, but it was Cali Yarncroc. So that's my saving grace there because I, yeah. I called that line not good in transition. But I thought that line was actually pretty good tonight. Yeah. Yeah. They were good. They're a good but, line. But yeah, I, I wonder if we just go back to like who, whoever the left wingers are, like probably. Nice are bunting on that first line, but Matthews, Marner, and then Tavares, Nylander, and then O'Reilly, Achari as like pairings, mm-hmm. and then and then filling in the the, the wingers as the rest. I think. Yeah, I wonder if they go bunting Matthews, Marner, Yarncroc, Tavares, Nylander, um, which is just the the one switch, mm-hmm. and then Nice on the third line with O'Reilly, Achari, and then well, whatever on the fourth line. Some people were saying maybe eleven of seven or. Maybe we see a switch out, no 11 and 7. So here's my thing with 11 and 7. Whenever I hear anyone talk about 11 and 7, they say, oh, it like we should do 11 and 7 because then it just allows our best players to play more. But mm-hmm. like crazy concept, but you can just play them more regardless. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. that's what I don't understand. It's like, why don't we just. It would that? be more so for the defense though, so that you're I'm... playing Giordano less and you're able to get Gustafson in there. Okay. I, I could, I could see that, but I didn't think, I didn't think Giordano was too big of a problem tonight. Was like, did you feel that? A lot of people were complaining about him. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think he was too. There was, uh, there were, it was, there, the was fir- there was a few tough shifts in there. It was the first. Um, it was the first goal where he yeah. got hemmed up, but he was with McCabe for that goal. So obviously he got hemmed up out late on a change that he just wasn't mm-hmm. able to change for because um, what's it called? He plays lefties, and like the I guess it was Logan was able to change first because he's closer to the bench, and then mm-hmm. never got the chance to change and ended up being on for a goal against. But I wouldn't like blame him for that in particular. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess he was only on for one goal against, from what I saw. Yeah, it was that one, and he was on for one goal four. Uh, there was a, yeah. I don't know. I l- listen. I, I'd let Jordano cook a little whatever. more. I'd let Jordano cook a little more because the the problem is when you when you bring in Gustafson, we don't do it naturally enough for it to work because we kind of like you said last episode, you kind of put Gustafson with Riley, and then like things can become yeah, it messy. ends up like that. But if you yeah. go with six defensemen, because. Gustafson is a left defenseman, is he yes, not? And yes, he can yes, yes. play the right side. He can. I don't okay. know why that? Yeah, he can. But like, no, no, you know, like he can, but yeah, no, whatever. I can also play the right side. Exactly. Um, so the thinking would be, you know, you go Gustafson Logren, which they've actually never played before, so that would be a big wild card there. But you know, would that work? I don't know. Honestly, I I think I think I would leave our defenseman for now. Uh, if it becomes a bigger problem, then we adjust. yeah. I guess. I mean, you could because you could always like listen. I don't want to be. This might sound. I don't know if people are complaining about Jordano mm-hmm. and if Jordano truly is having bad games. Like we can always take him out of the lineup. It's not like we just can't take him out. The yeah. problem. The problem before with why we felt like we couldn't take Jordano out of the lineup is because we felt like we had too many offensive defensemen. When you pair when you have Morgan Riley and Eric Gustafson on two separate lines, but to be, to give credit mm-hmm. to Morgan Riley, he's definitely played a, a more like him and Luke Shen can play in more well-rounded role than just yeah. like purely offensive. So I'd be, wasn't more... great on that second goal, but yeah, I, I, for sure. Overall in this playoffs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. 
I, I, that like that could that's always an option. I wonder there. what they do. I mean, we've seen Gustafson once. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Will they scratch Giordano? I don't think they Gustafson? like they're they're not going to do it next game for sure. But again, if if things start to go poorly for Giordano, then I could see it happening. Okay, so you give him one more game. Yeah, I definitely give him one more game for sure. I didn't think he was egregious at all this game. Like he would have to play really. Listen, when when I say he could be scratched, I'm talking about like him having like a colossal Justin Hall esque mm-hmm. uh, game. So, um, okay, yeah, I see what you mean. We'll see with that one. I mean, um, yeah, five on five. He played less than Logan at five on five. Wow, actually, when you look at that, did not play the last five minutes of the game, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Keep an eye on that one. I mean, he hasn't been spectacular. I don't think he's been good at all in these playoffs, which is unfortunate to say because at times during this year, he was playing very well. I don't know what happened, but yeah, we'll see how he can handle the four check of the Panthers. Um, yeah. Any other guys coming in and out? Do you think? No, I, I would not touch the forward lines. Um, okay. obviously like, uh, let's small let's... adjustments with just the guys that are already yeah. in there. You think? Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say that. Like, uh, uh, I don't think I don't think Zach Aston Reese has played poorly enough to like warrant him coming out for Sam Lafferty because Sam Lafferty's game's bust. I think it was whatever. It was just yeah. yeah. I think he was Aston Reese tonight had a weird one though. Twenty eight percent, twenty eight point five percent Corsi for expected goals for fifty two percent. So interesting one there, but yeah. yeah. Um, other notes in this game, just heavy. The Leafs uh, hit a lot in this one, which was nice to see. Unfortunately, couldn't get over that two, uh, the two, two hump. They did come back in this one, which we did say Panthers watch out their defense are not the most solid. We'll call it. Um, not very good at holding the lead. And the Leafs did come back in this one. I'm just unfortunately couldn't get over that 2 2 hump. Couldn't solve Sergei Bobrovsky in this one. I'm fully confident they will figure him out, though, next game. Absolutely. But yeah. Uh, any other notes you had on this game? Except for me. Yeah. So kind of shitty just considering Saturday was such a high within yeah. a few days. Yeah. What's today? Tuesday. Uh, you have that loss. Now you have got to wait until Thursday. Um, I will say the full schedule is out. So it goes Tuesday, Thursday. And then the one of the biggest crimes of all, Sunday. Sunday instead of Saturday. The Leafs own Saturday. Like I, it's It's not that. In Canada, the Leafs own Saturday. And you're moving them to Sunday. Not once, but potentially twice. That's a crime. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Also, they Stupidity. only they only had one game on Saturday when they originally announced the schedule. Then they, sh- after they sold all the tickets and stuff for the Oilers series, they moved the Oilers series back instead of having three games on Sunday. I guess someone figured out, hey, it might not be a great idea to have three games on Sunday. Maybe have, you know, two on Saturday and then two on Sunday if we're going to do it like that. And they ended up switching the Stupidity. Edmonton game to Saturday. It's just like, how many is like I I I know we're trying to close it out here, but like how many people had to had like did this go through 
and they just said it was okay. And like, no one understood like, Hey guys, maybe let's do two on Saturday. It just blows my mind. Anyways, <laughs> if you're looking for a quality control person, hit us up. Like all you have to do is just run your decisions by us and we give the green light and just release them. It's easy. It'll just be the Leafs in every primetime spot, which is literally actually what they <laughs> are what they in That's what all year. <laughs> so we're joking, but it's true. Like, hey, Toronto market. Did you know that other teams have to play in the afternoon on the weekend? What a joke. <laughs> the one, I just remember the one two o'clock game we had. The we had a the couple. So we had a couple. Was, yeah. um, there was the Flyers <laughs> next gen one. There was a Minnesota game at like three or whatever. And then there yeah. was another, uh, I think there might've been one other. Another next gen one. I afternoon. Think. Cause I remember those weird, weird cartoons. They did that all look the same anyways. <laughs> or a holiday or something in there. Yeah. But yeah. And it was just the most shocking thing ever. It was like, what the hell? But other teams actually have to play in the afternoon, believe it or not. Yeah. So crazy. yeah, that's all I had from this one. I still, I mean, I said Leafs in five and. Still hey. dead. I got I got that one Panther win right there. You go. <laughs> I got that out of the way early. Thank God. <laughs> Anyways, is that all you got for today? That's all I got. Awesome. Goalie scope. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. My God, that's not my line. <laughs> <laughs> Goalie. I'm scope. at a loss. I'm I keeping suck. that in. I'm keeping that in. <laughs>